0: what's up everybody welcome back to the 1025 podcast this is episode 11 we're starting off season two and i'm the i'm y'all already know who i am i'm jordan i'm joined by my two special friends Kristen and ayana how y'all doing
1: good good
0: all righty now today we're going to be talking about one of the weirdest events that i've personally i've ever seen in the past about 20 years of my life right so, of course, we all know what happened at Capitol Hill on January 6th. A bunch of Trump supporters basically went in and just raided the whole damn place. Excuse me. Uh, they was taking selfies with the guards, and they were doing just a boatload of stupid stuff. Yeah. It, it was just, when I first saw this footage, I just thought, what the hell was going on? So I want y'all to... First, I want to hear what you all have to say about this whole situation. And then y'all hear my thoughts about it.
2: You want to go first, Kristen? No, you can go first.
1: Um, honestly, I think it's it's exactly what I expected. It's exactly what I expect from people who have such ideologies of the country, and I think that it was just a matter of time before something like this blew up and it's unfortunate that it happened on such a day that was that was as important as it was but you know I can't I can't really say that I'm too surprised at the actions of them knowing that they followed someone like Donald Trump it was just it was completely out of control it was
2: ridiculous
0: yeah yeah Kristen
2: and I think they were really trying to go there to send a message, and they really took away from the events of the day. Um, a lot of them came in with anti Semitic symbols like Nazi flags and everything. Yeah. They came with white supremacist symbols like their Confederate flags. Yeah. And someone even went as far as stealing Nancy Pelosi's laptop.
0: Yeah, and I think her uh, podium as well. Right. It's just like what the hell is wrong with y'all now. When I first was watching this footage with my mom, she mm-hmm. brought up a very interesting um, like idea. She asked told me if this was be a Black Lives Matter, it would have been a whole different story. A whole Nobody different. would. It, I don't even think nobody would have been arrested. In my opinion, it would have been like a damn massacre, basically. Yeah, yeah. Everybody getting killed, thrown in jail, all that. And I like that how, um, Kristen, you mentioned the Confederate flag, right? Because I feel like it was weird. You're calling yourselves patriots, but you're carrying a symbol that pretty much succeeded from the union, you know, that made the United yeah, States uh-huh. united. And it caused conflict and, of course, killed mi- millions of people. And that flag really represents traitors of the USA. That's like if somebody was like a gang member or something. Let's say they were like a blood gang member, right? Right. And then they right. rolled up into a neighborhood wearing a Crip, you know, flag or whatever. Or even in simplest terms, because I know we ain't about that street life. It's like imagine walking into McDonald's with a Burger King wrapper, like a Whopper wrapper. The hell is wrong with you? Now, when I was watching it. It was weird that Donald Trump called his supporters patriots. And then this is coming from the same person who pretty much called BLM protesters like extremists, like terrorists and thugs and all that type of stuff. I never understood why someone and he pretty much for the past four years, he kind of carried himself like a tyrant, basically. Like I thought of him very similar to, of course, I, I mean... I don't want to say Adolf Hitler, sort like a more douchebag version of Adolf Hitler, maybe. Uh, even fictional character like Megatron and the Trump supporters were his Decepticons and all that type of shit. I just don't understand what's going on with him. And there's even a quote that I pulled up before this episode, and I kind of it kind of reminded me of uh, James Baldwin, right? So he <laughs> s- says... If any white man in the world says, uh, give me liberty or give me death, the world, the entire world applauds. When a black man says the same thing, they're basically characterized as a criminal and all that type of stuff. So basically, the supporters, they were being like, Oh, yeah, you know, you know, doing all this crazy, retarded stuff. And then he calls them patriots. But when people are actually trying to fight for their children's future you know growing up black in America, and American, even just being a minority in general oh you're an extremist you're a thug you're a you know just a horrible horrible person and I also want to say you know um congratulations to Eugene Goodman he was the police officer who kind of lured the those idiots away from the capitol building or something like that and yeah and then going back to you know, the Confederate flag thing, it's kind of weird that the people who chanted blue lives matter and then all lives matter, they're basically now clashing with the cops, basically. Like, right. this is the same people who y'all was all supportive and oh my God, you know, uh, police officers, they matter too. But now, since your your boy can't get his way, it's like, this is stupid. This is yeah. stupid. Yeah,
1: and I think that I think that that is a um, important. It's just some things like that have always bothered me because, you know, they'll turn around and say, "Oh, I'm a nationalist. I'm a patriot. I I live for my country," and then they'll run around with a Confederate flag, saying that they're just supporting their Southern heritage when. One, you're supporting a loss. I cannot imagine why you would support losing the Civil mm-hmm. War. But yeah. on top of that, if they are celebrating their Southern heritage like they claim to be, they would have done their research, they would have done their homework, and they would have known that the Confederates were as un American, as anti American as you could get. Yeah. And, you know, if you support racism just say that don't hide under this umbrella of the confederacy which isn't even around anymore it's no longer an organization for a reason right and it's it's blatantly obvious that these people have these just preconceived notions of brown and black people and how they know that they can get their way around the country, no matter what they say and what they do. Because just like you said earlier, Jordan, had it been Black people who would storm the Capitol, had it been Black Lives Matter protesters, it would have been a bloodbath. There would be no arresting. There would be no um, the FBI looking for tips to search for people. It would be none of that. They would have taken immediate action. There's no reason for the national guard and all those police officers to wait for the president to appear on the scene when that should have been the immediate reaction you've got you've got hundreds of people storming into the capitol building on such an important day with pipe bombs with with assault rifles threatening to kidnap people they're coming in with zip ties and it's obvious that their main priority is destruction. they went in and they destroyed all types of things they tore up Nancy Pelosi's you know office they took they took things from her office they took her podium they knew what they were going to do and they knew what they were going to leave with and it's honestly it's surprising to me that even four people, didn't make out of there with their lives. It's, it's surprising that out of all the people who had shown up that day, only four people lost their lives. Had it been any other group of people, it would have been a completely different story. And right. for those saying that this isn't America, this isn't what we're, we're about, this isn't what we're known for, this is exactly What's what we're known for? known for. This is exactly what history has shown throughout the course of the founding of this country. People are saying this isn't, you know, the Capitol building hasn't been stormed since 1812. And, you know, that's quite a long time, but you've got tons of other things happening. Trump, you know, bulldozing through Black Lives Matter protests just to do a photo op in front of a church. When you're tear gassing all these people, when you're shooting them with rubber bullets for protesting for their lives, but you can't call in the National Guard for your supporters storming the Capitol building with tons of elected officials inside of that same building that same day. Yeah. That's ridiculous to me. And that says a lot about who he is and what he knows that he's doing and how he plans to leave this country before he left the presidency.
0: Yeah, now when let me I was trying to figure out what I was about to say well no the thing is even when it came to those supporters that they locked up they tried to like um have their like privilege being you know put in place right so I remember I was reading this article that one of the protesters and if you guys have seen a picture he kind of wore like this yak uh Mm -hmm. buffalo sort of thing
1: and he had the face paint and stuff exactly
0: they were basically saying like his wife or something like that. Oh, the, the prison doesn't, you know, they're not feeding him well. And oh, you know, he's not eating well. Dude, you're you're in a prison. You're not in like, you're not in Golden Corral or you're not in a five star restaurant where, oh, I can, you know, exude wherever I can go. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where it's like, I can eat whatever. And then like Ayano was saying, the United States of America is basically built on other people's misfortunes and other people's injustices, you know. Let's think about it. The entire land was originally Native Americans, you know. Took that shit from them. Brought over slaves from I believe West Africa, took their mm-hmm. whole identity, everything that they were brought up and put them to work. They I remember putting, I mean, reading an article in my history class one time when I was in middle school that they put like Japanese people in internment camps similar mm-hmm. to like concentration camps um after Pearl Harbor America was built on the foundation of everyone's pain you know what I'm saying everybody's pain even now with police brutality against black people like if you watch certain uh speeches from like the 60s of the you know the Black Panther Party and Huey P. Newton and all that they're basically saying the exact same stuff asking the exact same thing that we want right now which is an immediate end to police brutality even the chance during like the rodney king you know uh riots eerily similar to now no justice no peace does that sound familiar with george floyd brianna taylor all that type of stuff and i just don't like the fact that these supporters they try to they literally try to pull their white privilege card literally like out of their ass basically Mm -hmm. like you are literally just like everyone else. Like they're treating you like how we are treated now. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember I was watching this video where one of his supporters got arrested and he blatantly just said, you're treating me like an effing black person. And I'm just like the the amount of like ignorance and literally the amount of just stupidity that plays that plagues America is disgusting in my opinion. Yeah.
2: But it only proves that they're not applying to our struggle. They just choose not to want to acknowledge it. Because they acknowledge it when they're putting handcuffs like we are, but they don't want to acknowledge it when you're asking for justice. And then when we ask for them to get similar treatment to us, they say we want them to get hurt too. We just simply want the same treatment.
0: Definitely.
1: And it's it's heartbreaking to see, you know. My people of all shades, all from different backgrounds, being treated like they're garbage on the side of the road for centuries on end. And when things like this happen, it's it's just a further it's further proof of the true privilege that white people have. They'll always say, Oh, I, I grew up poor, I grew up with nothing. I don't have any privilege. You don't know what you're talking about. Privilege isn't the privilege is not the absence of things. Privilege doesn't mean I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up with a fancy house. I didn't grow up with all these things. I didn't grow up with things handed to me. Privilege means that you don't have to worry about losing your life. The moment you walk out of your door, you don't have to worry about walking into a convenience store just wanting to get some food for your family only to be gunned down because you were mistaken for the wrong person but you fit the profile you don't have to worry about walking out in the cold with your hands in your pockets hood on your head because it's freezing outside and being gunned down for minding your business to have privilege is to not have to worry about anything white people don't have to worry about, oh, is my tail light out? Is anything wrong with my car? Because the moment I get pulled over for something, and if, even if it's something that I didn't do, there's a chance that I could lose my life. There is not an instance, not a moment in history where they have to worry about something like that. And this these recent events with Capitol Hill just proves that they know that they have free reign in this country. They know that they can do anything and they can get away with just about anything. They were so surprised when people started getting arrested.
0: Mm -hmm. I, I didn't
1: think that I could get arrested. I didn't think that they were gonna, they were gonna start arresting us because we didn't do anything wrong. You stormed the Capitol building with assault rifles and pipe bombs. What did you think was gonna happen to you? It's ridiculous. And it's, It's sad. It's sad that this is the reality of our country, and the ones who are doing it are the ones who can't even see it. They don't know what they... They know what they're doing, but they choose not to change their behavior. They choose not to change history. They choose not to be better than where they come from, and that's the problem.
0: Definitely. Now, I remember when I watched a video of one of the supporters, I'm guessing, getting arrested, and... It, they were, it was like, damn, they streamed them like how black people would get arrested. Like these two like big burly dudes were arresting this, handcuffing this one girl. I think you can see it on like TikTok or something. And then this one white lady was like getting hogtied. Basically like you get handcuffed by your arms and legs and they just carry you out like a purse. And I was just <laughs> thinking to myself, damn. But even... Like um, Ayana was saying, you know, white people really don't have to worry about certain stuff like that. Like, even with me wearing a black hoodie, you know, people automatically think, oh, you a robber, you're a thug and all that. But when white person wears it, oh, it's a fashion statement. Oh, they're doing, you know, they're being experimental and all that type of stuff. Or even with wearing baggy clothes, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you just, you've seen artists like Billie Eilish wearing baggy clothes but when a black person wears it, it's like, oh, they're ghetto, they're, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it's it's crazy how history sort of, like, repeats itself, you know what I'm saying? Because, like I mentioned, you know, earlier with the chants in the Rodney King protest, even down to the murder of young black kids, like Tamir Rice and Trayvon Martin, I kind of think of that similar to Emmett Till, you know, how I, I kind of metaphorically, I kind of think of Emmett coming down to earth in the form of these young black people and they keep get constantly getting, you know, killed. And that's just crazy. You no. Know? Yeah. Even just the idea of when people say blue lives matter and all lives matter, I feel like they're pretty much just downgrading what, you know, our pain pretty much. Oh, definitely, is. definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
1: They they take the movements that we create for ourselves and for our community to make sure that we get the justice that we rightfully deserve and it's like they're mocking it. Yeah. I remember somebody, I remember a month ago, somebody came into my DMs saying all lives matter. And I said all lives can't matter until black lives matter. And they said, so Black lives don't matter. It's like they run head straight into the point and still miss it. Right. Yeah. All that we're stating is that we deserve to be treated the same way that you treat each other out in the streets, in corporations, in the workplace, in school, anywhere. We deserve to be treated like human beings because that's what we are. The only difference is that we have a different skin color. We may have different features. There's no there's no defining thing that makes us any different than anyone else Mm. and I just I never understood the plight of blue lives matter because blue lives don't exist that's not a thing blue lives aren't they're not what black lives represent blue lives is a police officer someone in a uniform who has an occupation You can take that uniform off and become you. You can be your regular self. You can go home to your family, do whatever it is you need to do. Black people can't stop being Black. Never. Black people cannot shed their skin and turn into a white person and receive that same privilege. We don't have that opportunity. We have to walk out of our houses every single day and be Black. Blue lives are not the proper comparison They're not the proper representation that those people claim that it is, they're simply saying it because they feel as if someone in a uniform who signed up to do that job has more of a reason to live than a black person. If you can't stop someone for a routine traffic stop because they have a crack in their windshield or if they have a broken tail light or whatever the case may be without killing them, you shouldn't be doing that job you're not cut out to do that job. Uh, A police officer's job is to protect and serve. You arrest people, you detain them, you put them in the back of your car, and you drive them to the station. After that, the justice system handles them. You are not the judge, the juror, and the executioner. You don't go out here and start shooting people because you feared for your life. If you feared for your life, why did you become a police officer?
0: Exactly.
1: Why would you? That doesn't even, that doesn't even make any sense. That's like, Becoming a firefighter, knowing that you have a fear of fire. What's the point then? I wouldn't become a doctor because I know I can't see. I'm going to put other people's lives in danger simply because of a a silly little dream that I have. That doesn't even, that doesn't even, that would never even begin to make sense. So for a police officer to make the excuse that they feared for their life so much that they had to kill another person, whether they're innocent or not is absolutely beyond me it's something
0: that i'll never be able to comprehend yeah it's just because i like what you were saying you know we still have to be black like we can't change this i can't change this my parents couldn't change any of this you know what i'm saying and it makes you wonder do i have to keep doing this for the rest of my life do i have to go out and you know fear for my life every time like I can't walk down the street and the paranoia that exists of a uh, cop car just pulls right beside me you know what I'm saying where am I going you know oh you fit the description is this something that my children's children have to go through for their lives you know what I'm saying and even like Ayanna was saying there's nothing that makes us like, no unique feature that makes us black. Like, I remember when I was in middle school, people used to make fun of me because I talked white, basically. It's the, the amount like ignorance and just toxicity that exists in these communities, it's just like, why are y'all so brainwashed on what you know society made us, you know, painted us out to be?
2: Mm-hmm. And then the one thing that I just don't understand is people can't comprehend what privilege is. They don't Mm -hmm. understand that it's literally the notion that you're equal before you even let a word out of your mouth. We have to prove that we're equal to you when we already should be equal.
0: Right. There's
1: no reason for us to have had to fight for 400 years to be equal to someone with simply a different skin color than us and still not acquire that equality. That's ridiculous.
0: Cause even when everybody went all berserk with George Floyd, the George Floyd incident, I was thinking to myself, where's this energy at with Tamir Rice? Where's this energy at with Sandra Bland? You know, uh, uh, you know, Jacob Blake, John Garner, you know, where Eric Garner, I meant, my fault, Eric Garner, where was all this energy, all the support that companies, you know, coming in saying, you know, we support black life. Of course we all know they really don't give two shits it's about all us. It's performative. Right. Because they want them to just keep money. making money. What are you saying, Kristen? They just want our money. Right.
2: Because mm-hmm. we literally give them the most money. Like, Black um money from black people is literally funding almost every single business here. Right. If we pulled our money out of their businesses, they'd be bankrupt. Exactly. And they know that. Because they steal our trends, our hair, and everything about us. Right. We're literally their outline.
0: And I remember on I was looking on Twitter that uh Disney even you know, posted the, you know, we support Black lives and all that. And I'm just thinking to myself, this company was literally founded by somebody who made racist short films and stuff. You can literally go on YouTube and you'll see like old cartoons from like the 1930s about how Black people literally looked like monkeys. Literally, they painted us out to look like animals and savages like i mentioned on the the first episode of the 1025 podcast i remember i used to watch like tom and jerry and looney tunes they were literally they unapologetically showed that this is this is how we view you guys we view you guys as the savages as ignorant as all that type of stuff i just think it's stupid as hell No. You know, you know. Now,
2: just
0: sad. exactly now i want to ask you guys a quick one question and the question is do you all think that the world is finally waking up and seeing these issues that have plagued our nation for you know centuries and do you think that in the 2020s black i mean in the 2020s america will finally see what the problem actually was and actually give black people you know Proper justice, equal rights, and all that. I know John Ossoff, who is you know elected a senator. He said he wants to pass a new civil rights bill to end police brutality and all that type of stuff. So, what are you alls thoughts on that question? I asked y'all.
1: I think that I think that America has seen the problem. They know what the issue is because if they didn't they wouldn't have made all those amendments they wouldn't have they wouldn't have made all those policies to more or less cater to black people so that they didn't seem so racist they wouldn't right. have they wouldn't have the you know the 13th 14th all of those all those things to make it seem like they're helping the black community because if they if they didn't know the problem we'd probably still be slaves Exactly. Nothing would have changed. White people in this country know what they're doing and they know what they have been doing. But I think with this new age of social media and technology, there's a chance that something might actually be done about it. You know, back before we had, even before, you know, MySpace and we had these touchscreen phones and all, you'd, have to, you'd have to call someone on a landline Nobody would address the issue because there was no way to reach that audience who agreed with you with this, with, with Instagram and Twitter and all this other stuff, you're able to voice your opinion freely and have those who agree with you, you know, connect with you and work with you and create a movement, do something for the community and have it actually reach out and yeah. be broad and be broadcasted across multiple medias. And it's, I think that with this new coming generation, there's a there's a chance that things could be on the come up and these issues start really being addressed. But it's honestly a matter of whether we're fit to come together or not.
2: Kristen? I definitely agree with that. Um, we have more access to information than ever. But I'm not 100% sure that everyone's quite ready to come together or if they ever actually will. Because even with the events that happened in like early 2020, due to like how people voted and everything, there were more people voting for Trump than the years previous. So it's like people are less blatant with their racism, but they still vote and put their money towards racist policies.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It may not, you know, just be outspoken about it, but they still think it. Yeah.
1: And I think that's going to be the main problem with actually solving the issues that we face every day in society is that People aren't blatant about it. Before you could call someone out on their racism because they would just outright say it. But mm. now people people have these little these little biases here and there. They'll say little snarky remarks, but they'll never they'll it's less common for someone to outwardly call you a slur or yeah. beat you for being this or that. It's gonna be a lot harder to really distinguish who is and
2: who isn't
0: for us definitely you know even being beat up because i remember reading about like gay rights and all the LGBT, you know, Q plus rights they people used to get beat up for that just the choice of their sexuality and all that but yeah to you know wrap this up because we got about nine minutes left on the podcast i definitely think that more people are going to be aware of these issues now, because, like Ayana said, you know, back in the day, before all this social media stuff even existed, people weren't really, you know, I feel like a lot of people came from this very naive point of view. Because I remember when I was in, I was in fifth grade, and my teacher was talking about the Trayvon Martin incident, and she asked me this question, me and the class this question: Do you think um, Dr. King's dream came true? I came from that naive point of view. Where I was like, yeah, you know, it worked. You know, he said the, the, the I have a dream speech and all that happened. Of course, I was a real idiot back in the day. But now it's like, nah, not. I mean, of course, you know, we can be in the same restaurants and all that type of stuff. But as far as the end to police brutality and racial profiling, nah, it didn't. But uh, yeah, any final thoughts? On episode one.
1: I just I hope that this country can really come together in the waking years so that we can put an end to all this heartache and just fear because that's that's really what it boils down to. Everybody is living in fear at this point. It's not even just black people anymore. People are attacked for anything now, and it's starting to affect the Asian community with this whole coronavirus thing going on and i'm just i'm hoping that the minority groups in this country will finally be able to come together and tackle the issues that we all face so that it's it's not as hard doing it individually
0: right Chris,
2: and i just what. I honestly just hope that these white supremacists, these xenophobes, and these anti Semitic people just wake up one day because we have way too much life to live to be hating.
0: I know. Life is too damn short to hate on somebody.
2: Too short.
0: And that's me. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to start off Season 2 kind of on, like, a little serious note so that, like, everything, you know, for the rest of the season, we could just talk about pretty much anything that, you know, comes to our mind and all that type of stuff. But, uh, yeah, that wraps up Episode 11 of the 1025 Podcast. Thank you all so much for helping me out. Thank you guys for watching the 1025 Podcast. I'm Jordan along with Kristen and Ayana, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.
2: Thank you.